One Sacred Pause with Jessica Windurl. Welcome yogis and meditators to the One Sacred Pause podcast. My name is Jessica and I am your host. And today for episode four, uh, I have a special treat that I've really been looking forward to and I hope that you enjoy this conversation as much as I've been looking forward to it. And today I actually am chatting with two beautiful yoginis and we are going to have a little bit of a panel discussion about what it's like to actually take that step and leap into a yoga teacher training. I know that a lot of people, you know, play around with this idea of like, okay, well, when's the right time and how do I pick the right program and what's it actually like and what kind of expectations should I have? And so those are all of the questions that we're going to dive into today. And I'd like to introduce um, Astrid Seltow. Thank you for being here. Thank you for holding me. Yes. It's a blessing to be here. Yes, you're welcome. And we have Christine Iverson. Hello. Hello. And um, both of these women are graduates of the Atman Yoga School and are currently part of our apprentice program and um, part of the 340-hour advanced training as well. So they are beloved members of our community. And um, I think it's so cool to have you guys and get to kind of hear a little bit about your experiences and um, maybe even learn some things I didn't know <laughs> about <laughs> when you were going through teacher training. Um, Astrid graduated the first Oslo teacher training in 2017, where she currently lives in Oslo still teaching and all that stuff. And um, Christine is up in Trondheim and she graduated from the first Atman Yoga School training in Norway in Trondheim in 2016. So mm -hmm. um, it's super exciting to see how we can have such common shared interests and experiences, even when we're in different locations. Mm. And I think that really just speaks to the power of yoga and more importantly, the power of community. Yes, absolutely. It absolutely. can connect people all over the world. That's amazing. Yeah, exactly. Shifting perspective and changing attitudes and, you know, one of the things that's really important to me and I know to both of you guys also is um, an attitude of inclusivity. Yes. Feeling so welcome. Important. Yes. So I want to touch on that later when we get, get more into the discussion, but I think where I'd like to start is just sort of hearing your thoughts and your experience on how you knew or thought you knew that you were ready to make the leap from being a student of yoga to being a teacher. So I'll start with Astrid. What did that look like for you? Uh, like the moment I knew when I was ready uh, was just after taking uh, a class with a teacher I was considering to go to teacher training with. And that moment, everything felt right. Like every uh, everything fell into pieces. So um, it was a really long way to go to come to that uh, moment, and uh, it took about five years from from like the first thought came into my mind, like oh, I'm thinking about a teacher training, but you're you're um, going away from it really fast because you're thinking you're not like good enough you haven't practiced long enough and all that things so yeah <laughs> so it was it was five years from when you first considered a teacher training to when you actually did it yeah wow 
So in in the beginning, it was just a thought, and I was talking to people about it and uh, trying to uh, look for places where they um, had a teacher training and to find like the right style and the right teacher. And um, in that period, I also practiced different styles of yoga. And um, yeah, in the end, I just knew I, it had to be a vinyasa teacher training. So, so yeah. what do you think it was that held you back? Was it mostly fear? It was mostly fear. It was a uh, fear of uh, uh, stepping out from my, what can I say, normal life, like taking time off, because at that time, I don't think they had a teacher training in Norway. Uh, and it was a really uh, big leap to just go for a whole month uh, to a place and, uh, and uh, attend a training. But uh, most of all, it was fear of yeah, not being like, good enough, actually. Yeah. It's, it's weird to look back because now that's not in my thoughts anymore. Oh, it has awesome. really changed. So, yeah, and- mostly fear. Yeah. And I mean, I think that's really common. I think that is the main thing. And it's the comparison game. Oh, yeah. And one thing is that you don't actually know what you are going through in a teacher training. So you, uh, you are like building up your own expectations and you are just thinking about what, what is it like before you really dive into and do your research so you think it was mostly just this fear, this comparison that was really holding you back from taking that leap? Yeah, I, I think so, because the name teacher training, you, you just think you are going to teach. But um, the thing is, it's a really good thing to do if you just want to deepen your practice and learn more about the history and the philosophy and the anatomy of yoga. And it's a really journey to be on for yourself so if you want to dive really deep just go for a teacher training you don't have to know if you want to teach or not but I I actually thought I had to teach so I was like really afraid of that thought like oh if I step into this I have to be a teacher and I, I wasn't sure if I wanted to right Yeah, well, and I think that's very, very common. And and probably the thing that holds most people back is, yeah, that fear of what's the expectation of me? And is my practice strong enough? And what are the other students going to think if I'm a weaker student than they are? And Christine, what was your experience when you made that decision? Or what was your thought um... process? Yeah, I'm just nodding along to everything Astrid is saying, (laughs) because um, everything she went through, I went through the exact same feelings um, of fear, to be honest. Um, but for me, deciding to start uh, a teacher training was probably um, not as long a decision as the one Astrid made. Um, I'm like a really big, I have faith in faith. Um, so when things are meant to happen, they kind of tend to do. Um, and it was um, a few months before the teacher training started, I was having a conversation with one of my main teachers in Trondheim, um, who's now a dear friend, um, where you did the teacher training for the first time. And we were just talking about life and um, being a student and everything. And um, and then I suddenly just came across the flyer for Atman Yoga School and I talked to her about it. And 
I think it <laughs> took probably two weeks and then I had signed up and paid everything. <laughs> and then there was no point of no return. Um, so all of the fear that kind of came my way um, came after, you know, I'd um, committed. Yeah. And that was a whirlwind <laughs> of emotions. Um, but yeah, I kind of just decided to kind of stay with it, um, which is probably the first time I've ever actually stayed with fear um, and just kind of um, recognized, first of all, that it's um, it's not really a rational like feeling to have in this kind of situation. Um, but then to kind of hone in and figure it out, what is actually making me afraid? Um, so that was something very new. So my teacher training um, started a few months before this teacher training actually started, because I think it was part of that uh, self-inquiry. Um, that's such a big part of teacher training. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I love that. It's, I actually have never really considered that too yeah. much, um, mm -hmm. you know, where signing up might not be so much of the problem. It's the feelings and emotions that come after you've committed. And um, yeah. like you said, the point of no return, you're like, okay, I'm doing this. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Buckle up for the ride. And, you know, I'm just, I'm so amazed that you recognize that. And then you were able to just sort of process it and be like, okay, I'm not really sure what to expect. I don't know what's coming and we'll just roll with the punches. And I think that's exactly right too. what you said, mm -hmm. where it's, that's the process and being willing to be a little uncomfortable yeah and I think to be honest and I know this is going to sound super cliche but I think everything I've kind of gone through in my life all the experiences and emotions I've had all the tools I've acquired um kind of led up to that point because I haven't hadn't actually ever um worked with fear as an emotion until um that very point where I got incredibly afraid it was paralyzing for a moment mm. um yeah but so yeah everything kind of led up to it um where I kind of did everything blindfolded you know you kind of just jump in and you're you don't know how to fly but you're kind of leaping off that cliff and you're in your head you're like well I'll probably figure out how to build them on my way down um the wings and then yeah. at some point you're just lying <laughs> yeah. yeah well and what do you think um you know Astrid said that looking back now, it's almost a little humorous to see like yes. how much fear and expectation was built up. And then yeah. now you're through the process. Both of you graduated, you know, a year, year and a half ago, you both are teaching quite a bit of weekly classes and you're out in the community and, and doing other yoga events. And, um, so you've had quite a bit of experience since you've graduated, but yeah. do you have that same kind of hindsight as Astrid does? Or what do you think? Looking back. Yeah, looking back, um, I'm happy I had that experience with fear, but also it was so unnecessary. Um, there is nothing to be afraid of. Literally, what you're doing is just you're committing to being a student. You don't. I think the word teacher training kind of makes it a bit more scary because mm. it has the word teacher in it. Yeah. And I agree for, with you. Right, right. And for me, starting teacher training, I had. I didn't even consider like teaching that was not in the cards for me in my head. I was doing it simply because I wanted to, to learn a little more. 
um, and to, you know, um, take that time for myself and to, to kind of dive deep into yoga and everything that that encompasses. Um, so, yeah. Mm. Yeah, well, and I think that is such an important distinction to make also about how teacher training doesn't have to be just for people or students no. who think they want to teach. It at all, is at all really a process of transformation over the six months that you do teacher training. And, you know, it's all brand new skills. It's all brand new ideas. I mean, a lot of the yoga philosophy is, is new to many students and thinking about how we act as humans, both for ourselves and also in our community at large. So sort of that interpersonal relationship that develops through teacher training. And yeah, and, you know, I think I know from my perspective, I think just this is just anecdotally, but I think about 50 percent of the people who register for the teacher training have no um, expectation of ever teaching. They're doing it just for themselves to deepen their yeah. own knowledge and to have the experience. Mm-hmm. And I think that's so cool. Like, I think yoga teacher training should be mandatory for all humans. <laughs> oh, yes. Yes, yes. It should be yes. like uh, student training. Yeah. You know, like a student training. You're here just to be a student and to take in all that you are capable of. Yeah. In the, those six months and let it sink in and you will really grow as a human. And it's amazing. You don't have yeah. to have to have any set plan. No. Just as yeah. Christina said, like, take a leap and fly. Yeah. <laughs> <See> what happens. <laughs> well, and that's, yeah. you know, that very first night of teacher training, too, we talk about that and kind of this idea of trusting the process and mm. being uh, vulnerable to not knowing what's coming next, but trusting mm. that, that it's going to be something really powerful and something that's going to give you information to help you grow and develop as a person and as a student of yoga. But mm. do you guys remember the very first night of teacher training, like oh when you're God. pulling yes. up to the studio, <laughs> yes. you have I your books. Oh. What was that emotion like? Overwhelming. <laughs> I don't know about you, Astrid, but that was overwhelming. Overwhelming. So many emotions and expectations. Yeah. And I also felt really small, like among all the people I thought knew everything. <laughs> and I was like, lost. <laughs> yeah and it's I think that because um, you you come into this room with this group full of people um, that you've never met in your life before and and you're about to embark on quite an intense and personal journey together um, and then you have so um, our first um, weekend was a 10-day kind of thing with the teacher training and you know you're gonna see people you know you're prepared to watch people ugly cry and not understand things and kind of um, flail about. And at least for me, I was super, um, stop it. Oh, keep going. Just keep going. Well, he can okay. edit this out. He, okay, he can edit. So I'm going to, okay. Um, I, how do you, I was very insecure um about my own um yoga abilities if you want to say um because I'd had an injury and my I felt like my practice was very weak compared to all of these amazing yogis you see everywhere um and I was 
very aware that I wasn't perfect. Um, and I was so intimidated by all of these people with their strong practices and their beautiful practices and their beautiful minds. Um, and I felt incredibly small um, in that kind of way. But then it takes about five minutes and you just realize that that's not what you're there for, comparing yourself to the person sitting on the mat next to you. It has nothing to do with them. Um, it has everything to do with me and why I'm there. Because even if we share our journey, um, it is still mine. Um, we're just um, <laughs> we're just walking each other home, you know? Yeah, um, exactly. And, yeah, and it's just taking care of one another, making sure we're safe, um, holding each other and holding space for one another. But it's yeah. still 100% your own journey. Yeah, it's a really cool and unique experience where just like you say, you show up and it's, for the most part, strangers. You might recognize yeah. somebody that you've seen at the studio or something. Right. But now yeah. all of a sudden you're thrown into this very intimate situation yeah. where, yeah, yeah, we talk about things like the hard questions, life and death and relationships and priorities. And um, mm -hmm. yeah, it gets really real, really fast. Very fast. And I just, um, um, I just remember that incredible willingness to share and be raw mm. um, already from the first minutes um, as we stepped in. And to be honest, I wasn't expecting that because let's be fair, I'm Norwegian, so I feel like I can say this. Um, <laughs> we're not a sharing kind. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but there is something magical that happens when people with um, a heart full of beautiful intentions step into a shala um and commit yeah. you know um something happens there is no room for walls um it people are so willing to just go with the ebbs and flows of everything and yeah that was the most amazing thing to actually witness was the was the sharingness of the norwegians which was totally I came unprepared I was not prepared but it was so good it was so good yeah well I mean as humans we crave that connection we crave yes. really being seen and being uh felt like feel like we're belonging and have a sense in the community and you know that first night there's like you know everybody's sitting there their eyes are kind of darting side to side like what's everybody else mm -hmm. thinking and yes. you know we get we get going and we break the ice a little bit and there's some nervous laughter. And then, yeah, by the end of the night, everybody's like, oh, my gosh, what was I worried about? Everybody's right? so open. And, and then I think people realize pretty quickly everybody is having the same emotional experience of uncertainty and doubt and fear. And then it's like, oh, you too? Oh, mm. okay. Awesome. Yeah. Astrid, Everyone's what, equally afraid. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And then it's like, oh, okay, we don't have to be afraid here. <laughs> Let's just be <laughs> friends and see what comes next. Yes. Astrid, what do you remember about your the first night? So, Astrid, we did our 10-day intensive at the end of our six-month yeah. training. So we had a weekend to begin with. And after the first night, uh, everything like really relaxed and... Everyone felt safe. Everyone had their time to to share actually why they uh, wanted to take that teacher training. And then I I realized that everyone 
had been through something in their life that mm. made them mm. show up for this training to be on this path of yoga. And suddenly we, everyone uh, was there together to hold space and listen to each other and get to know each other and dive deep into all these really hard questions. And it felt really safe because we were all on the same path. Yeah. Uh, and even though our background was totally different, and that's super interesting because all the di uh, discussions get um, different perspectives, mm. but we all had something from our past that had led up to this training. Yes. So something, uh, something life-changing for many people, something hard, maybe a trauma, and... When that came up, we just wanted to be loving and, yeah, caring for each other. Exactly. It's so yeah. powerful. And, you know, that's one of the reasons why I love facilitating yoga teacher training so much is, you know, I talk about this a lot, but, you know, we're teaching our weekly asana classes and it's just the teacher talking and the students listening. <laughs> yeah. Inhale, lift your right leg. Exhale, low lunge. Okay, great. But... In teacher training, we know that we're going to be with these same students for the whole journey of the process of teacher training, and we really get a chance to have the dialogue and talk about things and share from our past and our background and our experiences and, and form bonds and create friendships. And mm -hmm. for me, that's, that's what the yoga is about. Like, I don't care if you can do handstand. I don't care <laughs> if you're in child's pose the whole time. <laughs> Exactly. What I care about, and you know, this is what, what I really believe, is are you able to translate the practice of yoga off of the mat into the real world and into your experiences as a yeah. human? Oh, that's so true. It's so true. That's, that's what so it's true. all about. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's – and, you know, I'll, I'll share one thing too. When, when I moved my business here to Norway, I was – Really, I'm, now I'm looking back and I see that I came in and I didn't have actually all that many expectations mm. about running yoga teacher trainings in Norway. Mm. I figured that the language might be a little bit of a barrier, but I wasn't too worried about it. And now looking back, I'm just, I'm kind of like surprised at how smoothly everything went. Oh, that's so good. Yeah, in terms of the openness of the Norwegians and the Norwegian yoga community mm -hmm. um, to have these discussions that maybe aren't natural in the Norwegian community at large. Yeah, I think everyday life Norway is probably not that opening and accepting to, you know, the kind of deep and raw conversations you have um, in the yoga community. But being part of the yoga community and here in Trondheim and in Norway, Norway in general, um, there is this incredible feeling of connectedness even if you haven't met anyone yet um, and this um, openness to talk about pretty much anything related to life um, what happens after what does not happen what does it all mean um, and what is proper alignment what is uh, what is good what is bad what is more harmonious what is less harmonious you know mm -hmm. um, there is this openness and I think um, I felt it when I started my teacher training that Norway is ready for it right now. It's like it's in this 
Norway as a yoga community is in its infancy and it's about to like burst into bloom. Yeah. Um, I can so feel it. Yeah. We're so ready. <laughs> yeah. What do you think about that, Astrid? Yes, I really think people are curious about yoga because it's it's been kind of a trend. People are hearing mm-hmm. about yoga and they're, oh, what is it all about? Is it like the postures, the asanas? That's what the most of people... Is it a cult? No. <laughs> yes, yeah, is, is it, it a cult? cult? People, people have so many questions, but since the yoga studios are popping up uh, all around, like super fast now, people get to just drop by for a super casual class and just check it out. And as soon as they are into the class, they, they want to come back and they really crave all this... Uh, kind of spiritual things that are going on inside Mm -hmm. the room just to be, just to still their mind and let go. So even if you don't know if you're ready for yoga, I think people have all these questions and all these needs Mm -hmm. uh, in their their daily lives. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the more people doing yoga, I think the more (laughs) peaceful and harmonious our community can be. Yeah. yeah. When we That's learn how true. to breathe. Yeah. You know? yeah. People, we don't know how to breathe. And I know it's such a weird thing because, you know, you have to do it in order to, know, you know, maintain life. Um, but we're not actually breathing. Um, and it's I see it all the time because I teach my main group of students here in Trondheim are university students. Um, and I... I so want to like reach out to every single one of them and just teach them how to breathe properly because I think it would probably help a lot with a lot of things Um, because none of them are breathing deeply and intently. It's that shallow top of your lungs kind of breathing, almost hyperventilating just in order to make sure, well, at least I have oxygen and that's okay. (laughs) Um, But you're just sustaining life. You're not nourishing yourself, you know? Yeah. Ugh. What yes. um what advice do you guys have for somebody who is trying to choose a yoga teacher training program? Because there's so many different ones out there. Oh, that's a good question. But um, the first thing uh, is to decide uh, what kind of a yoga style do you want to take a teacher training in? Because it's so many different styles, and. Uh, it's not just the yoga style you learn in the training. It's all the things around the conversations, around the philosophy and history. So you have to check what extra things do we dive into. Yeah. So that goes hand in hand. So you need to find out what do I want to learn. Mm-hmm. And, and maybe the most important thing is to find a teacher that you can resonate with and feel safe with and feel that you trust that you have a good feeling around so you can be vulnerable and try to open up and like really have this uh, experience and this journey to mm-hmm. that deep. So mm-hmm. that's yeah. my... That's great advice. Yeah, advice. resonate with the teacher. And- yeah, that's, that's most... That, I think that the most important thing because if you resonate with a person you you can try to you can go anywhere like in a conversation and in your practice Mm -hmm. yeah yeah and I would add to that um talk to your teachers you know um 
So you're in this point in your life where you're considering taking a teacher training. Talk to the people who are already teaching you um, and ask them about the teacher um, you're considering taking the training with. Um, obviously, I'd never met you, Jessica, or taken any of your classes before because you were based in the U.S. and yeah. I was based in Trondheim. Um, Even though I had I had taught in Trondheim for, gosh, four years before right? training started. Yeah, but you just didn't know when I was teaching. and Yeah, exactly, exactly. And it's just, so I talked to, to this uh, teacher friend of mine and, well, she had raging reviews, you know, she kind of hearts you. Um, I, think, I think we all do. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, and but, you're, you know. you're talking about um, Anne DeVesmes, the owner yes. of Terry Yoga. And I she am. actually, I've interviewed her and she is also on the podcast. Um, yes. Yeah, she's amazing also and brings a yeah. really unique perspective um, with her knowledge of nuclear physics and right? teaching yoga. Um, yes yeah so that's yeah. tune in listeners that's another great episode that's going to be coming up yeah she's a real smarty pants I like yeah. her love yeah. her even so yeah but and you know I talked to her about you and she was um she had only good things to say um and I think the best thing she said was I think your energies will find kind of a connection together mm. and um she was right um, yeah. so I chose to trust Anne with this yes basically um because you know there are other teacher trainings um nearby um and I could have chosen that as well but you know um trust the people you trust trust your teachers and let them give you honest feedback and she was very honest when she spoke about you yeah. um and I could just feel that. So, yeah, yeah, I mean, that's all really great advice. And, you know, the main two determining factors for many students about why they choose teacher training is location, yeah, <laughs> schedule and cost. Yes. And yeah. a lot of times, especially for you, if it's your very first teacher training and you're so excited mm -hmm. and you don't even know what questions to ask, like, okay, well, where did that teacher, where did they study and who are their teachers? And yeah, yeah. Astrid. You don't know to ask about people's lineage just yet. Um, so yeah. I think, you know, um, and you probably wouldn't even know what that meant uh, yeah. until you've done your teacher training, um, <laughs> to be fair. Um, so I think just kind of asking, is this person a nice person? Um, uh, is, it, is, is this person kind? Is this pe person full of knowledge? Is this person... Uh, a true teacher, you know, a teacher where you kind of invite conversation rather than forcing information into people's heads, you know, um, yeah. that kind of thing. Yeah. And yeah. I think that's important to figure out. And also, what do you like? What kind of yoga do you like? What whose classes do you like? And if you like the style they're teaching, maybe that's the kind of teacher training you want to do. Um, so for me, I love the fluidity of vinyasa. I love kind of the dancey feel of it. So for mm. me, that was a natural thing to do. Um, so I wouldn't do a hatha, you know, yoga uh, yes. teacher training because that wouldn't be for me. So even if it was really close or nearby, um, it wouldn't have been the right teacher training for me. Yeah. I mean, all of those are such important points. And, you know, I think for somebody who's not even sure where to begin, mm. take class with the teacher if you can yes. and yeah see if if you know anybody who knows them and what their experience yeah. has been the word of mouth yes um, so important 
Yeah. And you know, one thing too, that's really cool. So both of you started teacher training and actually this is, was my experience also my personal journey. The first <laughs> three teacher trainings I did, I did solely for my own information. Like I had no expectations of teaching. And now wow. of course I teach and have taught full time for a long time, <laughs> but that was your guys' experience too. You started teacher training for yourself and then yeah. fast forward and now you're both teaching a lot. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think that, that switch was? Like what happened to change your mind? Oh, um, yeah. Um, uh, to be honest, one part of me dreamt about teaching um, mm. because uh, I had tried to teach uh, other uh, topics and subjects like dance uh, earlier in my life and I really love to share my passion and to see how that can change people so something inside me knew that if I if I uh, get to share my passion that's something I really like but I didn't know as we said in the beginning if we were good enough and everything like all the fear we had around it um, but um, just after the first weekend we met I I was asked by a teacher in Oslo uh, who I uh, uh, got to know around that time uh, to sub for her, even though mm. I wasn't um, uh, graduated for from my teacher training. So because she said you have to just throw yourself out there and just see what it's like, and if you if you like it, you or if you fail, <laughs> you know. <laughs> You, obviously, I, uh, I did many kind of, I will say, mistakes because I, I didn't have all the tools, but I really felt what it was like, what I had to uh, practice on to be a teacher. And I enjoyed the moment of teaching. So mm. from that moment, I, I was thinking about, yeah, I, I think I want to teach, mm. but it's a long way to go. It's a lot to learn. And... Um, I, I'm so happy I got that opportunity just to throw myself out there uh, the, after the first week and just to see is there, this something I, I like to do or, uh, or is it not? So after that first time, it's a little seed was planted. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. And then I had half a year to just develop everything into to see how everything felt after a while, so. Yeah, well, and I love that, and sometimes we do, you know, the reality is, I think it's like what the people say about having a kid. You're never really ready. <laughs> no. <laughs> and That's I, what she said, too. She said, uh, when I finished my teacher training, I hadn't been really teaching a class, so she said, uh, you're never going to be ready, so I, I dare you, just go there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and you know, I mean, that's the reality. I say this all the time in teacher training. There's no shortcut. <laughs> the only way to become a powerful yoga teacher is by teaching. You know, you just time on the mat, time in front of a students, that's it. Mm. So I'm, I'm happy that that worked out for you, um, you know, and that, that you were offered that opportunity to kind of give you a little push or nudge in that direction. Mm -hmm. You know, and yeah. do you think that maybe made you okay I'm gonna say this and then I'm gonna explain it do you think that that little nudge maybe made you take teacher training even more seriously mm. yeah because um, you sort of what I what I recognized 
uh, when I was teaching was how difficult it is. Like yes. how many things you have to balance at one time. <laughs> like you have to project your voice, you have to have the music, you have to have the playlist, everything uh, figure out. You have to guide them through the sequence and you have to know what's coming next and speak uh, loud enough and remember to breathe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All the things you're doing at the same time. And the hands on and, assists and the demos. Yes. Yeah. And, and that was um, something I, I recognized then. And then I was more interested and eager to learn more about all the tools because I knew we were going to go through all these things in the training. So when we, when we uh, learned everything, I was super uh, interested in it because I knew, oh, this was a really difficult part. Mm -hmm. I need to know this thing and practice this thing mm -hmm. so uh yeah I would say that it uh changed my training a little bit Definitely. yeah well because I can see you know if you're going through teacher training and, and then Christine I'll ask for you but yeah. um it's kind of this theoretical thing like oh maybe I'll teach one day but it's so easy to kind of give yourself that out and be like, oh, but I'm not ready. Oh, I don't have enough ex after you graduate teacher training. Oh, I don't have enough experience or whatever. Again, those fears that are that come up where you, Astrid, kind of knew, OK, well, I'm already starting to teach and I want to be a good teacher. And so I need to really like listen and pay attention and practice teach and all of those things. So yeah. I think it's. You know, I because think there that's could something, be a difference. As a, as a student, you don't uh, recognize or you know if it's a good or a bad teacher or if you like the teacher or you don't like the class or, yeah. or anything. But you you don't know why, actually. But yeah. it's just because everything is so fluid and is automatically and they are just here and now doing everything really, uh, what's the word? Well, well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but they have have they have experience. They have practiced yes. the, the the skill of teaching. So you you can be a, a yoga practitioner and a yoga student who knows a lot of things, but it's a totally different part to teach. So diving into the teacher training to want to deepen your practice and deepen your knowledge is one thing, mm -hmm. but also the tools and the skill of teaching is. On the other hand, a totally different thing. You can know as much as you want about yoga, but without some tools and some experience and some skill, it's it's harder. It's not impossible, but it's harder to teach right. and to stay present in the moment and feel relaxed and feel safe and feel that you are holding the space for the other people, not being nervous. And yeah, you're just there to give and you are going to be the safe cliff in the room and yeah, be there for everyone else. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, you know, for most people, the skills of teaching yoga are brand new. They're things you've never really experienced before. And so it is a little clunky in the beginning as you're trying to sort of, you know, try things on and, and you yeah. know, the craziest things come out of your mouth and you're like, what did I just say? <laughs> um, yes. You know, but then over time, it does get a little bit more refined and smoother and, and confidence grows and you know, that's really one of my goals with the AYS is to give students who do want to teach the tools to do so. And, mm. you know, it's not a, it's not like a, an exact um, uh, dogmatic, here's how you must teach yoga. 
Mm-hmm. No, it's like, here's, here's a blueprint. Take what works, leave the rest. And, you know, we don't have to reinvent the wheel as asana teachers. Like a lot of work's already been done for us. <laughs> but in terms of like, how do we put a sequence for a class together? And yeah. how do we choose a theme? And, you know, like those concrete skills, I think are really important to learn in a yoga teacher training. Because not every yoga teacher training teaches those kinds of skills. No. You know, so that if you, you graduate from the AYS and you do want to teach, you're ready. You are prepared. I mean, maybe you're still super nervous and, and your confidence is a little shaky, but you, you do have the basics, the yeah. fundamentals to go out there. Um, mm. But Christine, what, what switched for you to make you want to teach? Um, it was, um, so the first 10 days, um, I had, my mind hadn't changed. It was just, for me, it felt like this is going to be amazing. Uh, it's a kind of extended workshop. It's awesome. And then after those 10 days, um, it kind of snuck up on me um, for um, for a few weeks. Um, and then I had one of those shower realizations, you know, where mm-hmm. all the big ideas come to you. Yes. Um, and I was uh, in the shower and I was reciting, uh, teaching the sun ace because, you know, homework. Yes. Um, the poor girl who lived me- with me at that time must have thought I was crazy. But anyways, and then I had this moment where I was just, I don't want to do this in the shower. I want to do it with people. Hmm. And that was kind of it. So it was, I wanted to, to move from the shower into a shala, if you will. Um, you know. <laughs> That's the title of your book, From the Shower to the Shala. <laughs> it's my memoir. Yes. Written as we speak. <laughs> no, but it's true. And it was just, it was such a funny realization because, you know, I kind of just, I shut up and um, things kind of, um, felt right for the very first time in a very long time um, in my life when I kind of had the the bravery to acknowledge the fact that this is something I wanted to do. Because mm. to be very honest with myself, I think I wanted to do it when I signed up, but I was too scared to admit it. Mm. Um, because it is, it's, um, it's a humbling thing um, to put yourself in the space of a teacher, you know, to, to claim the fact that you're supposed to guide these human beings through a safe practice in a place where you can hold um, a safe and inclusive space for anyone and to, uh, in doing what you do and using the language that you use to make people feel at home, mm-hmm. um, even just for 60 minutes, 75 minutes. Um, that was very scary for me to be uh, able to acknowledge over myself. Um, yeah. And so when I kind of had that moment, I felt my teacher training experience shift as in viewing it, not as an extended workshop, (laughs) but as something that was preparing me, um, for something I'm passionate about, for something I want to share so desperately with other people. Mm. Um, so yeah, everything changed from that moment. Not just my training experience, but I changed. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's just um, thinking back to that moment, it's just, um, it kind of tugs at my heart a little bit because it's just, um, you know, um, life prepares you for many things and it's just, um, for better or worse, everything prepared me for this. Yeah. And I'm so thankful for all of it good or bad yeah. because it's where I am today and 
I'm so thankful. Well, and, you know, the practice meets us where we are. And exactly. It also, yoga works. Yeah. (laughs) There's a reason this practice have been, has been around for so long. And, um, you know, when we come to the practice with an open heart Mm. and, and just what you said, Christine, like this humble attitude and the beginner mindset, then all kinds of things start to shift and transform and open to possibility. And, Mm -hmm. you know, the fact that there's three of us sitting here and we're all yoga teachers Mm -hmm. and at the very beginning of our journey, we never would have even considered that. No, no. (laughs) And now we have like just such this rich and um, clearly defined alignment with our true north. That is yoga. And I think that's just the coolest thing. Like that's the testimony about the power of this practice. Oh, absolutely. Yes. But you you really have to trust the process because Mm. uh, people going to yoga for the first time, they're like, oh, they feel clumsy. They don't feel like they're breathing. And I say it takes time because um, I I didn't like yoga for the three first years of my practice Mm. because I I couldn't I couldn't relax enough. Like I couldn't. Mm find the balance between the effort and the ease and I couldn't see the point and and suddenly I I recognized the philosophy and the history and Mm. then that was the moment when I really got interested to it because I started to feel the the effects of yoga Mm. even though I I didn't like it because my teacher said just trust the process and I I was this girl who wanted to like uh, plan plan and schedule everything so yeah I, I want to fit yoga into my life too so that was on my plan because that's good <laughs> for me and and all the things and suddenly all the all the good effects started to come to me mm. and in in the beginning I wasn't aware that it it can be this yoga process that something is shifting yeah. in my perspective of life mm. and that's something that just getting like deeper and deeper and is more and more effective the more you do yoga and the more you dive into it so a yoga teacher training definitely helps on that process yeah 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 what was your guys so trust the process that's that's just the thing if you're new to yoga and yeah maybe you're in a teacher training one day just have trust and faith yeah Yeah. words to live by Astrid trust the process yes what um, do you think was your guys' favorite part of teacher training? Ooh. Um, I think my favorite part was the part that confused me the most, which was <laughs> Samkhya philosophy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was so confusing. <laughs> oh, my God. I was, I was, I felt like I was sitting there. I was like, this does not make sense. Oh, wait, it does. And then, huh? I had so many weird moments going through uh, that lecture, and I was, but I loved it because it forces you into this mind of an absolute beginner of not having a clue. And it's kind of the best feeling in the world because um, mm-hmm. you're just obviously you're there and you want to learn and you're feeling so spongy, like soaking up all of this knowledge. And even if you don't understand it, just kind of to be able to give it time and to sit with it and recognize that you're not supposed to understand everything in the beginning, things will come. Um, and it kind of, you know, uh, propelled me into, you know, reading more about it, doing more research. Um, and it's just, um, 
yeah, the one thing that confused me the most, I love the most. Oh, I love that. It's so yeah. cool. And it's, I mean, that's so just exactly what yoga is. And, you know, the thing too, that a lot of people don't realize is 200 hour teacher training. It sounds like so much time. And no. It's a big commitment. And it is, but it's, it's so little. It's so little. <laughs> it's just scratching the surface. And, yeah. um, you know, we don't really have time to do a deep dive into every single subject, mm. but I really believe firmly in making sure that all of you guys who do the training have heard and we've talked about some of the things that are the foundations of this practice in terms of the philosophy. And, um, you know, we talk about the gunas and I mean, Mm -hmm. of course, we talk about the eight limbs and but then talking about the gunas and the values and all of these other things that maybe aren't talked so much about in other 200 hour teacher trainings. No. This is so true. And it's just, you know, it's kind of um, back to what Astrid said um, a bit earlier about figuring out what are the extras that kind of the side bonus, the side focus that you want to get from uh, your teacher training. And, you know, Vedic studies, you know, yeah, it's the bee's knees. Personally, I think so. But it might not be for everyone, you know, for someone they want to have the anatomy focus or I don't know, they for me, it was just natural to have the Vedic and Ayurvedic focus. Um, it resonated with me. And clearly, um, going through that, many realizations with the Samkhya philosophy kind of just uh, yeah. yeah well, once you let it marinate and you think about it and you, you know, learn a little more yeah. and talk about it, it's like, ah, this totally makes sense. Right? It yes. does. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. Astrid, what was your favorite part of teacher training? Uh, it's a tricky question because I enjoyed so many parts of it, but the the Ayurveda part mm-hmm. uh, was so interesting because yeah. um, I uh, I had heard a little bit about Ayurveda and I was curious about Ayurveda. So when I saw that that was something uh, we was going to dive into in that teacher training, that was one of the reasons I also wanted to take the training and uh, to learn all the new things around Mm -hmm. Ayurveda because for me it wasn't uh, logic you know it was Mm -hmm. you needed to dive into like subtle things in your body and uh, you you don't know where you're going but uh, at the end of the training you you see all the pieces falling uh, uh, together, like together with the Sankhya philosophy and and mm. uh, the postures and everything is a reason behind everything. Yeah, yeah. and um, you have to see the whole picture. But I uh, I enjoy the Ayurvedic part, and that's still something I I'm reading about, and I am um, I'm, I'm still exploring and trying things on. So yeah, I mean, it was it's... a really interested uh, interesting part yeah I, oh, I love hearing that because Ayurveda is just it's so exciting and it changes your life in ways you never even knew were possible um, yeah. but you guys will chuckle a little bit I was just laughing at myself and I almost made a Facebook post about <laughs> I know better but um so I went to a heated power vinyasa class what at noon oh my god Two days ago. 
the middle of July. (laughs) (laughs) Why? (laughs) And then I got home and my face was like really red and I had some uh, like irritations in my skin. And I just looked in the mirror. Also had like a spicy meal just to kind of. I know. (laughs) Twist the knife a little more. Um, Yeah. And I just I looked in the mirror because I was trying to like cool my face down and, and be like, oh my god, what are these skin eruptions? And of course, I knew exactly what they were from. And I just chuckle. I look in the mirror. I'm like, oh, Jessica, you you know better. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, from an Ayurvedic perspective, that's probably one of the uh, things we want to avoid. Too much heat in the Pitta time of year. But, yes. you know, again, the whole thing is we do the best we can. And yeah. it is an ebb and flow with all of these practices, the yoga and the Ayurveda and the philosophy. And at the end of the day, we're human. We are a condition of our culture and our society in the Western world where we're taught things from more of a, uh, you know, judo-Christian background, more Mm. so than the Eastern philosophy. And, you know, we just have to be kind to ourselves as we start developing these new skills. Yeah, and I also like this. um, I think we've talked about this before, the fact that we're housekeepers, you know. Um, Householders. We're not the, yeah. Householders, yeah. <laughs> housekeepers, that would be something um, very different. <laughs> the yogi housekeepers. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're householders, you know. Yes. Um, um, and that is a way to consider yourself in order to be kind and forgiving. Um, so we're not supposed to have these elaborate waking up rituals where we spend the three hours to just getting out of bed and then two hours, you know, evacuating our bowels and doing our mouth do it things and stuff like that yeah yeah exactly right and it's just um yeah I like that I really like that idea because it's just a way to be kind and then we do the best we can with what is more harmonious um yeah yeah exactly and when we do make a mistake or um you know make a choice that is less harmonious we don't beat ourselves up about it. No. We just kind of no. are like, ah, okay, isn't that interesting? Yeah. <laughs> I'm having a moment of humanity here. Right? <laughs> and, you know, and it's, it's a moment to learn because it's just, because um, now I know that I wouldn't do, you know, a hot flow vinyasa um, at noon in the middle of July. But yes. the thing is, I've done that for so many years. And I've just, going through my summers, I've kind of always felt a little weird and it's just considering it now it's just well obviously you were eating you know spicy chilies and drinking hot things and fueling your pitta yeah um, when yeah when you really shouldn't yes and to be clear I was feeling really sluggish and heavy and yeah I was like I need to just go and sweat and move and and it felt amazing you know, but that's, here's the thing too, is that's not my daily practice. Right. Exactly. So again, it's like this balance and the Mm -hmm. sort of natural ebb and flow between the energies. Yes. Yes. So important. Mm. All right. I have a fun question. Yeah. What is the funniest thing that has happened to you guys as a teacher? Oh, wow. Like maybe something that happened with a student or something that came out of your mouth that was ridiculous. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Oh, my God. Actually, I think one of the funniest things to happen to me was I think many teachers would consider this um, a really bad experience. But it's um, the funniest thing for me was my first bad review as a teacher um, that I genuinely appreciate 
to this day because it was probably the least um, uh, kind. The thing is, you can give critique um, in a constructive way and then you can give it in a cruel way. And this was given in a very cruel way. Um, But the way it was given um, with like fire and fury in front of other students still to this day kind of makes me chuckle because it's just um, how in the world did I not um, get mad or kind of, I don't know, in hindsight, knock her over with a block Um, (laughs) because, you know. So what happened? um, um, she took my class. Um, I talked to her um, uh, beforehand and I was like, I teach in English, um, blah, blah, blah. You'll be able to follow around. This is a power vinyasa class. So we move with the breath and, you know, you're going to sweat. Um, and she was like, yeah, cool. And um, she did not like this style of yoga. Let me tell you that. Um, she stopped me like at the very beginning when I was teaching and she was like, but why are you talking English? And it was just, um, because I told you so, and I teach in English. So obviously my mother tongue is Norwegian. Um, but I teach in English. Um, and so that was a thing. And then um, she didn't really like my focus on breath because she didn't understand why that was so necessary because she knew how to breathe, um, yeah. <laughs> which was beautiful. Um, and, I was just, um, and then she, in front of students, like after class, she kind of really laid into me um, with um, how horrible I am. And why was I walking around and not practicing next to her, you know? Mm. Um, because I'm an off-the-mat teacher. I will demonstrate when it's necessary, but um, that's not, I'm not there to practice my yoga. I'm there to guide, you know. I do exactly. my own personal practice at a very different time, and I don't do it with my student as a teacher. That's yes. just how it is. Um, and she, I've never actually met anyone so angry. Um, and I think, because she kept reiterating I've done yoga for many years. I've done mm, yoga oh, for love, many I years. Yes. I am a seasoned yogi. Mm. I've done it for many years. And then I'm like, well, if you'd practice more than asana, thinking to myself, this is not how you talk to someone. Yeah. Um, and for me, the reason I think why this is so funny is because it just shows the difference in um, living your yoga and practicing positions. Mm. You know, it's two very different things. Um, anyone can make shapes with their bodies to some degree. Um, but yoga is so much more than that. It is integrating, um, how you meet people with compassion and respect, um, how you talk to others, reflecting how you talk to yourself, um, and bringing that, uh, loving kindness into your personal practice of asana, moving in a way that honors your body and honors the space that you're in and honors the space that someone's holding for you. And everything there was just like the biggest explosion um, of, I don't know, I'm going to say hate. It was very fascinating. But then I, ha- I obviously, like all of my other students are the sweetest people in the world. Like I genuinely love each and every one of them, which is a very weird experience to have. Um, and this one girl, she just looks at her and she's like, well, you're not a very nice person. (laughs) And it was just, well, okay. And it was just, huh. 
Yeah. And I well. don't know. And it, you know, it just, um, and I'm not angry at this lady, um, but I think she was a really good learning experience for me. Um, to, yeah, and it just, it makes me chuckle, to be honest, because um, if you've had, I've had negative experiences when classes that I didn't like. Um, but, you know, I just go about my day. I'm never going to um, unleash hatred um, on someone because for better or worse, whatever people are teaching, I choose to believe that they're showing up as teachers because they're passionate about what they're doing um, and that they've actually put thought into what they are teaching. Um, and it's, um, it's not my place to judge that class. You know, if I had a bad experience, I just don't go back. Exactly. Yeah. You know, and that's, that's the part of staying a student is when you are a student in a class, even though you're a yoga teacher, being respectful and, you know, not being abrasive and not, you know, you don't offer feedback if, unless you're asked for it. Right. That's the thing. You just, you always thank the teacher, say, thank you so much. I feel amazing. And you leave and you just never come back. Exactly. Yeah. And that's the thing. And yeah, so it's just, it's an experience that, um, it, Honestly, it makes me laugh a little because it, it was very bizarre. It was, you know, a peaceful Saturday or so you thought. Um, and then, boom, that happened. But, you know, it's just, it's all part of learning and growing. And she was an important lesson for me. So I guess I'm thankful. Yeah, <laughs> but then exactly. also a little surprised still. You um, just, you know, you know, and you're not your everyone's cup of tea. And yeah. that's okay as well. That's exactly um, I, I'm not her teacher. Yeah. And that's okay. Yeah. She'll yeah. find her teacher. She'll find her teacher. And, you know. Um, I will yeah. say, though, it is usually pretty funny when you have an experience like that. And then you see that same student back in your class a week later. <laughs> right? <laughs> oh, my God. like, wait a minute. You're I like, thought you would be But why are class. you here? <laughs> have yeah. you experienced that, Jessica? You know, not to that extent that Christine did where somebody, no. like, laid into me. But definitely, mm-hmm. you know, we read energy in the classroom yeah, yeah, yeah. and yeah. you know in the way if somebody says something to you after class and the way yeah. maybe that they kind of I've had students sort of nitpick or yeah be like well yeah. I didn't really like how you did that and I just kind of mm-hmm. smile and say oh gosh you know I'm sorry I I hope you find what you're looking for in another class with another teacher exactly. but yeah. and then I have had that student come back to yeah. my class and I see them and I literally am like wait what <laughs> <laughs> I really and didn't expect to see them yeah. again yeah. And it's just, yeah, I think it's funny, you know? Um, and it's, um, yeah. Oh, well, yeah. we learn we learn something from everyone, I guess. Yeah, we yeah. do. We're students still, even though we're teaching. So that's, that's where oh, we learn yeah. the most yes. in all the situations, in all the meetings. Yeah. That's, that's when we really get to live our yoga. Exactly. <laughs> Oh, this is so. So, good what, Astrid? Do you have any stories or anything you've learned about, like, the funniest or strangest uh, thing that's happened? I while have you're a, I have a similar experience to what Christine have, um, but it's a bit different. But we don't have to talk all over it again. But um, but she never she never came back. And you're smiling and you're trying to to say that you're not everyone's teacher, but yeah. But yeah. uh, but they're still angry, and you just think, oh, they have something to to fix. Uh, and yeah, they definitely need 
to go to yoga yes. uh, at some point. But um, just hopefully, maybe week, not your class. I, yeah, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> but but last week I had a really fun experience teaching um, uh, because I I was on vacation and I did a pop up class just marketing like word of mouth um, in uh, the area where uh, my family is having their summer house. And I I wasn't expecting many people to show up, maybe five or something. (laughs) And and suddenly it was around 20 people between between 8 and 80 years old. Whoa! So uh, that uh, was, uh, uh, was really interesting and the energy we got from the playfulness from the kids and we also have to be really soft and take care and with so many aspects of the yoga into uh, to one class and that I had to communicate and mm-hmm. I had to like communicate to every everyone kind of different things to see yeah. what they needed oh. and um yeah it was it was, uh, it was really nice and uh yeah, you always learn every time you uh, you are holding a class. Yeah, talk about <laughs> all levels class. My God, yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> and I'm so impressed by this uh, old uh, woman, 80 years old. Wow, that's incredible. So, yeah, but you can always do yoga. That's that's the point. You yes. can you can go to child's pose and you can just be there to breathe and enjoy the moment and and find some stillness and yeah. It's always something you can do if it's uh, pranayama or meditation or uh, or the heavy asana practice. It's mm. always something. So everyone's welcome to my class. <laughs> oh, I love that. Yeah. Yay. Oh, that's yeah. amazing. Yeah. Oh. Gosh. That's really cool. Well, you guys, I know we could just keep on going forever because yes. that's <laughs> we're talking about our favorite subject. <laughs> yes, I'm teaching. <laughs> I know. Um, do you guys have any final thoughts or anything you'd like to share about teacher training or experiences as a teacher or um, what comes next? Um, I think, honestly, I just, I just want to say if you're considering doing it, just do it. Um, take a leap Um, you don't we were talking about this before we started recording about this idea that um, a lot of us have when we kind of embark on this journey that um, quote-unquote you have to be that perfect yogi Um, you have to master the handstand every single inversion arm balance that you've ever dreamt of you have to be able to do that in order to to do a teacher training and what you're going to learn is that there is no such thing as the perfect yogi and no one will ever be it. And there is no practice makes perfect. There is practice makes progress. Mm -hmm. And you're there to learn, to be a student. And, you know, you start first grade, um, you have no idea what's going on. And then you kind of learn your alphabets and you learn how to write and do maths. And then you move on. And I think that's kind of the same with, teacher training you're not supposed to necessarily have any idea about what is going on yeah Um, you know you're there to learn dare to be a student that is what is brave and you don't have to know it all because no one does no awesome I have to agree with you Christine (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah and I just I, I just want everyone to do a teacher training um and to just you know do it for yourself um, you don't have to teach. 
I know about a lot of girls and guys, you know, who've done their teacher training and they're not teaching. They're just living their yoga in their own way, you know, um, and they're better for it. They're better right. for it because of the community and because of the knowledge they've been able to, you know, soak up. Um, to kind of expand their horizons and their, their way of thinking and considering things. And, you know, their practice, uh, asana practice is stronger because, you know, you've had that input on how to properly do a chaturanga. Um, how should your down dog feel? Um, and stuff like that, you know. It's, yeah. uh, do it for you. Yeah, and, and you, also, there. Yeah, you also get to personalize your practice because we're all different bodies so mm. maybe uh, a way of yeah doing the chaturanga uh, properly like you have seen it doesn't work for you now so right. you need to do the modifications yeah. and you learn and you uh, accept that that's okay and you you learn so many things uh, about the practice and yeah the modifications as I said in every position so you can feel safe every time you go to a practice that I'm doing what's best for me not mm -hmm. what I see everyone around uh, is doing and what the teacher is doing because your body isn't there you you have to listen to yourself and you trust yourself yes. after doing the teacher training mm -hmm. so you're just confident in in your own practice yeah so true so so mm -hmm. true awesome mm. Oh, you guys. Well, I just want to thank you so much for spending some time with me and sharing your advice and your insights and your experience. I think it's um, really helpful to a lot of people to hear what it's like to actually do a teacher training and come out the other side and all mm. the things that maybe shift or click or change. Yeah. You know, yeah. And it's just, thank you so much for doing this. And it's just, Teacher training is just, it's so much fun. Um, and yeah, we didn't even to... talk about how fun it is. Oh my God, it's so <laughs> much fun. It's like, can we do another podcast where we just talk about all the fun seeds? Because it's it's going to be the best experience of your life. Just like, trust it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's the bee's knees, you guys. It really is. <laughs> yeah, it is. Awesome. Well, thank you guys for being here and thank everybody or thank you everybody for tuning in and we will just talk to you again soon. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank Bye. you, Jessica.